from today's episode of International Hangout. So our main event is actually going to be Diversity Week. Yes. That is a yearly event that we organize uh, around. Who do you support? I mean, obviously Messi. Right? Yes. I don't know. I as what I've I've seen about Guatemala, it, it looks pretty cool. But the reason I am here for like at 5 a.m. I was like, why did I do this to myself? From internationals for the internationals, this is International Hangout. What's up, people of CFI? This is episode 7 of International Hangout, and my name is Shushanik. I'm Sutil Silva. Today, uh, in our studio, we have Lorena Mazariegos, and Lorena is from Guatemala. She's the uh, vice president of CDI. CDI is a council for diversity and inclusion, and she has been a, such a valuable role uh, to our campus. Like, and uh, I mean, I, I know personally, like, she has been involved with a lot of projects on campus, and... Yeah, we, I'm just glad uh, we could, you know, uh, she could be our guest. How are you doing, Lorena? I'm going good, thank you. How are you? We good, we good. Uh, you know, just the new year and stuff. Um, yeah, I think uh, classes, you know, heating up. It's a J term, and um, yeah, it's gonna go fast. But uh, how's classes for you? It's going good. I think this is the most relaxed class relaxed. I have taken so far. Yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. For people like me, it's always, you know, we just struggle and I'm taking two, two CS classes. How many credits are you taking? Right now, just three. And what's, what's the class you're taking? International business. International business. Oh, okay. Fancy stuff. What about you, Sushani? We're doing the same class. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yes, I had conversations. Okay. Yep, uh, we're gonna have a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, I know, like, uh, CDI is one of the organizations uh, people could ask for, like, funding for their events or, like, for the clubs or anything they, uh, you know, uh, plan related to diversity. How would you define uh, CDI and maybe the purpose? Okay, so technically, CDI is one of like the few kind of new organization campus. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has quite some history behind it, but the organization didn't came to be what it is today until like four years ago when the okay. VPIE position, which is the Vice President of Inclusive Excellence position was created. Mm -hmm. And that was assigned to be the president of the council. So that's when it came to be, okay, we're gonna dedicate this uh, space for having conversation. How do we, and enhance and really embrace the diversity uh -huh. that exists yeah. on campus while also trying to be more inclusive. So it has been a lot of things because again it's quite new and which each new BPIE kind of has a new like a little bit mm. of a new focus and we keep growing every year. Yeah. So technically we can do whatever we want it to be. Uh, when it comes to funds that has also something that has changed over the last couple of years. The council really didn't like really started with a lot of funds, but then as we saw how that was actually making an impact on campus, Senate decided to increase the funds okay. and that we get allocated every term. And then that got us to what we have today. Um, 
probably the main difference is that again our funds are for diversity and inclusion yeah. so any thing that you are requesting funds for that is gonna has to fall under that um area what it falls into that that really depends it can be can be a lot of things and at the end of the day it depends on the whole council decision of what gets approved and what doesn't oh yeah okay i think that's a really good explanation of like what's purpose and stuff yeah i mean i know like um clubs i'm involved with they have like this um i mean we're supposed to have a cdi representative for each club right like if they want to ask for funds and stuff uh yeah i think like when people plan their events and stuff uh if they feel like this event is uh kind of related to promoting culture so that's when they could decide okay maybe we could ask you know from from cdi and stuff is that right yes that's one of the ways you can approach it so the cdi reps they do they do represent their organization but i kind of wanted them this year to think on themselves a little bit of a diversity and inclusion ambassador so try to inspire that on uh -huh. campus um okay. that also be like me involved with doing other stuff as part of the console not much of the organization oh. but the console itself too okay I, yeah i think so so it's kind of like a cdi um ambassador like uh what's the position again is it, is it like a i mean the the name is literally council for diversity okay. and inclusion representative oh uh but i this year i asked them to think more of the position as an ambassador oh. rather than just oh, a rep okay now i get it so okay technically yeah. it's still in what it was established to be but it has a little more of like to me, it's a little bit more meaningful mm. way to look at the position and the impact it can have. Also, I feel like it's kind of like rather than it's been one way, like, you know, the, they are kind of only representing like whatever the club they are supposed to represent. It's also like, OK, they're bringing CDI rallies to the club, like, you know, kind mm -hmm. of go, going both is OK. Yeah, because we oh. also have positions that are not part of any club, mm -hmm. but we have uh, class representatives. So they are supposed to represent the whole year. So all the um, sophomore class, the junior class, the senior oh, class. This. Yeah. So these positions are to fill the needs of all the clubs that are not part as an official like seat on the council, but they still have access. Okay. Okay. Wow. I mean, I remember I saw this email in my freshman year, or whatever. At least, um, I mean, the the tradition of like class representative it had been had been there, right? Like since the, yeah, Hamid is like uh, one of the representatives. I know that uh, in our year at least. Um, yeah. So it's just amazing, like uh, how um, there's a there's an organization, there's a totally dedicated to like you know to promote uh, diversity and kind of help out clubs or individuals who want to bring out value to uh, international like backgrounds and like oral culture and like you know and yeah what's like um, one of the maybe favorite events like uh, in your opinion you guys have planned and stuff I mean um so our main event is actually going to be Diversity Week. Yes. That is a yearly event that we organize around March. Uh, the idea is that we have a full week 
uh, with events organized by the organization that are part of CDI. So the events, they vary a lot. It will depend on each EC to decide what they want to do. Um, but we have food, swag, too. It's a little bit like mm. a distress, too. Like, kind of, <laughs> oh, we're just going to come together, have fun. Uh, by what in the same time we're learning about each other and different cultures, different like um, ideas because it's not just about culture. We also have the advocates, Adele, okay. uh, GSCA. Collaboration. Aspo, yeah, yeah. As, no, they are actually part of the council. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's I'm not just it's a not lot now. <laughs> yeah, it's not just about the culture part because diversity is way more than that. Yeah. So so Dale and uh, advocates, they are also like kind of like branches or I could call members maybe like of of CDI like they fall under like the you know okay yeah they have oh. a seat too oh just, so like they have representative yeah oh, damn. Okay. they have a seat as just as ISO as ALAS as wow. ASA they also have a seat there wow okay I'm learning I'm learning about this you know whole like hierarchy or like whatever structure wow okay I mean I think some people at least maybe people like me i was kind of focusing on senate structure but i think it's it's good to learn about like cdi structure i think cdi is like i heard that uh through a conversation we had uh just you guys have maybe you guys funding more than senate itself sometimes i mean it will depends because uh-huh. you of course you can never say who is like you cannot predict how much Okay. Uh, people will True. ask you for, um, but this semester that passed during the fall, we actually were a little bit more active than we were in the past uh-huh. um, because we have a lot of the organization between the council that came to us to ask for funds for their events. Um, we also have organizations that are not part of the council uh-huh. to come to us. That was actually something that hasn't happened much in the past, but we're really trying to do this year too because they also can ask the council for funds. Okay. Wow. I see. So like also since we talked about funds and stuff, uh, so like I think uh, sometimes, so how's the how's the fund like request procedure? I know like you guys can could approve it within a day compared to Senate like uh, it's in three weeks, yeah, minimums. Yeah, so we're yeah. because we're really new, we don't have that Senate structure, but we did change from what it used to be last year. Last year it was a little bit less like less complicated. I, I say I probably complicated the process a little bit, but mm. I just make it so it's more transparent and more mm-hmm. like straightforward. Mm. So you will need one of the CDI reps, especially mm. if you go through the class reps, because that's one of the main purpose. Mm. Um, so you have Ahmed for class of 2025, Camila's class of 2024, and Astrid's class of 2026. 20, uh. So you will go to them. They, and with them, you will fill out the form. You can find the form in under the CDI part of the student government canvas page. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you will fill out the form. Um, it's really straightforward. Like, which organization asking for the funds? How much oh, you need? Just like, fill in the blanks. They, yeah, exactly. The cost breakdown, and then probably the biggest part that differentiates for Senate. We really ask you, okay, how this is gonna help for diversity and or inclusion oh, okay. on campus, and then 
uh, the member, whoever you contact there, will bring it to the table, we'll discuss it, we will ask questions, and if they feel like it, that they have enough uh, information to be able to vote in that year, in that day, they will vote on it. And it's okay. a simple majority mm. vote. But if they need more time, they will be like, hey, can we vote on this next week? Okay, I see. And I, I don't vote. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so. Okay. I think, like, um, what I realize is, like, it's good you guys have, like, a, you know, a question about, like, how this, whatever the event or, like, the thingy we plan, um, how it's going to promote your purpose and, like, the mission, like, CDI's mission. I think uh, it's good, like, because people really had to reflect on it and, like, kind of convince maybe, like, you know, it's basically about whether they have a good, good, uh, I don't know, maybe good idea to like, or kind of, kind of bring up these values and how efficient they are at like, kind of uh, bringing up uh, CDI's or uh, promoting CDI values. I I feel like, okay, okay. That brings me to ask you. Uh, I mean, I know you guys do a lot of projects and stuff. Like, uh, but uh, what are the like projects you guys uh, gonna do? Like, you know, uh, what are the maybe future projects I would say simple as that okay so right now probably one of the big projects other than diversity week that mm -hmm. we have on the table is the idea of doing a little bit some workshops about like a life after graduation like uh, what skills of stuff you need to know to success after college if you are staying mm. around the U.S. to go to do OPT yeah. like oh how important to have a credit card because you need a credit score or any other kind of information um actually we're gonna be sending out a form uh to, that people can fill out and let us know what kind of stuff they would yeah. like to hear more about um because we want to make sure that we're helping our students and that is not just for internationals that's mm. also a little bit for locals yeah. too that might be interested in knowing the same stuff um, because there are some difference but there's stuff that can be useful for anybody wow that's amazing actually like the credit card uh like I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, a lot of internationals, I mean, they come to United States and, like, I mean, there are different systems here. Like, you know, there are things like credit, having a credit card is really important. Sometimes if you plan to, like, I don't know, maybe settle down later in U.S. or, like, developing a credit score is important. I think giving that awareness and, like, like how to survive after, after you graduate, it's, it's really important. Yeah, wow, that, that's such... Good project, like, I'm glad you, you guys are organizing such kind of stuff. Actually, it just, uh, the whole situation with OPT and, like, your, our seniors, like, uh, they had been, like, you know, uh, working for that, and I'm, I'm just grateful for that, and I just, uh, we'll talk about the OPT situation later, but right now, I want to talk about the hobbies, you know? I know, like, you're busy and all, like, uh, but I'm pretty sure might be doing some, like, might have some interesting hobbies. And I know, like, um, uh, you're into reading, like, uh, and stuff. What type of stuff you read? A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Um, I'll say I'm, I'm a cliche person. I like romance. <laughs> um, it's just it's a good, easy reading that I can do at any time. 
Um, but I also like reading like series that go into、mm-hmm. like dystopic scenarios or like really good stories,、um, like the Dan Brown books that talk about like there's some conspiracy、mm-hmm. somewhere.、Um, The Hunger Games. Hunger Games? Yeah, I did yeah, read that.、Um, Harry Potter. I think I have read that thing、wow. so many times. <laughs>、uh, right now, I'm rereading Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson? Yes, because I love、mm. it. And with the TV show, I just start reading it again. Wow. I mean, to me, it sounds like kind of like you're into fantasy, like kind of genre. Yeah, a little bit of fiction too. Fiction? Yeah. Wow. So, do you, what, what, okay, give me a recommendation for a TV series、uh, you watch, TV series or like anything, movies? Movie, okay, I'm not much of a movie person anymore.、Mm-hmm. Um, but TV shows, of course, I'm watching Percy Jackson right now because、uh-huh. the new episodes come every week and I'm actually sad that they're almost <laughs> done with the first season.、Um, but I just finished watching Madame Secretary. That's an、mm. old TV show that talks about how this ex、uh, CIA、um, college professor becomes the Secretary of State for the United、wow. States.、Okay. Um, and tells all the story how every like, episode she goes into international crisis. <laughs> so it does, tells you a little bit about foreign policy and diplomacy、mm-hmm. and how complex it is to play into. Sounds、that like, political level. Sounds like something、uh, Sushani would be interested in. Very much. Do you watch the Kardashians? Kardashians? <laughs>、wow. Actually, no, I'm not much into it. I rewatched it. Reality life. Yeah. Wow. I thought. Don't I look like someone who watches the Kardashians?、Uh, I don't know. I thought, like, I mean, I, didn't we have this conversation? I think Sushani d o n t watch that much TV series and movies. I don't like, like them. I don't、okay. like them and I don't, don't watch anything.、Wow. I think I've watched like 10 movies in my life. 10, 10 movies? movies? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I just don't have the patience to sit down for two hours.、Uh, I think it's just. Wait, actually, the recent one that I watched is Miyazaki. I don't know if you know about What is it? Miyazaki. It's, it's a... an anime. Anime. Wow. Yeah, but it was a really good one. It's Miyazaki's last, last, last anime.、Mm. He's, he's, I think, 89 years old.、Um, I watched it in Seattle. It was Seattle. amazing. It's called the, When you were in Seattle? Like, yeah, it's、okay. called that. So you started watching anime now? It's not like anime, anime. It's a very. I mean, Miyazaki, it's kind of like.、Oh. First of all, he's very famous. Apparently,、oh, I didn't know. And other than that, it doesn't look like a classic anime, but it's like, it was such a deep movie. It's called The Boy and the Heron. It's so symbolic.、Okay. And I had like an interrupted attention for two and a half hours. I was so surprised. Like, I went out of the cinema room. I'm like, what? Do you watch anime,、um, Lorena? Or、oh, like, I don't know. Not okay, really. No, not, not your cup of tea, okay? No. I think for me, it just, I might have watched Naruto. Like, I, I know it has like so many episodes, like 700 of them, and I just, I had this friend who used to watch it. But yeah. Do you watch any sports though? I do. I do love soccer. Soccer? Yeah. Football? Yeah, actually. Yeah, <laughs> they're football.、Uh, who do you support? I mean, obviously, Messi, right? Yes. The, there's no <laughs> doubt there. 
Wow. Uh, have you been to any football matches? Like, have you watched, like, in person? Like, I have back home not much in the last couple of years. I'm going to be honest, I thought about going to one of the Messi Inter the Miami wow. games. And I was really unlocked that they were not playing where I was when I was in Florida. So uh-huh. that's something in the bucket list uh-huh. for the future. Uh, Hopefully uh, before before he <laughs> retires. I know, like uh, some people didn't like the fact he moved out of Europe and like came to you know Major League Soccer and stuff. What What do you think? I mean, I know, like just mix your opinions. What do, What's your opinion on that? I honestly, I do get why he did it. So uh-huh. I, I honestly cannot blame it. Huh. I actually like him more in Inter de Miami than actually. But wow, than that's a totally different opinion. In the French team. Um, PSG? PSG, that's yeah. it. <laughs> oh, God. Because he was miserable. They didn't respect him. Yeah. And I, I got yeah. every single winner out of the Argentina team got, like, a celebration from their clubs uh-huh. after winning. Messi, it was like a, a small trophy uh-huh. that he probably <laughs> threw away. Yeah. I and just... I get they were in France, the ones who were in second, but still, it's like, if he was still was and was in Barcelona, it would have been so different. But he, I get why he came to MLS also for his family. So yeah, I, I mean, don't blame him. Yeah, I had different stories. I think with PSG, I heard like um, just they treated him bad and stuff. Just you know, people I watch videos about this and uh, but if I when I think of Messi, I think what I could recall is like the time he was in uh, Barcelona. Like, you know, it's just, yeah, it's a different vibe. But, uh, yeah, soccer, football. We could keep talking about this, you know. I mean, <laughs> could dedicate the whole episode for that, actually. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Sushanik? Do I watch soccer? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> do you? <laughs> no, I don't. You don't? My, my dad uh, watches a lot of soccer, and he... He bets on it actually. Wow. And he's a Chelsea fan. Hmm. Chelsea? Um, yeah. Do you know who else is a Chelsea fan? I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> about anything so so crazy. I think okay, I'm not sure. Uh so like uh you know so right? Like uh, uh Yeah, oh yeah. I think he is uh oh I actually can't remember who who else is, but I think he's a Chelsea fan. Well but uh yeah, I know there are people on campus. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's interesting, like, this whole thing. Uh, anyways, people who have no clue about this, yeah, sorry about that. But, yeah, it's the most popular sport for a reason. But, uh, yeah, do you have anything to, else to add? Or what do you, Sushani? Yeah, I mean, we can start talking about UWC and mm. um, how you got to America. You're not very far from America. You didn't cross an ocean, but <laughs> <laughs> I want to know um, what your path was like before starting college in the U.S. I know you went to UWC in Norway. 
That was my first choice when I was applying to UWC. And I didn't know that the closest shop is like one hour away and it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Only after Karina told me that you're so lucky you didn't get there. I was like, oh my God, what do you think? I mean, for, okay, we're going to say, how do I end up there? So here's the funny fact. My, the Guatemalan National Committee, they never asked which university you wanted to go. Oh, we actually wow. didn't find out which university were available that year until late December when we were almost done with the selection process. Oh. Um, funny story, though. My first choice was actually Norway, but I never got to say that to them. So I was oh. actually lucky to get there. Oh. Um, so the thing was that I went to this American school in the capital of Guatemala. Um, that that's when I learned more about UWC because there were like a student from the same scholarship program I was on that had gone to UWC. Mm -hmm. So he came to talk. That's how I learned about it. Um, so I started the selection person. I was like, oh, let's try it out. I I don't lose anything. And I ended up getting in, and I remember when they told me I was going to go to Norway, my feel, my first thought was like, well, actually, I go to Norway? Because yeah. I didn't know the shops were that far, but yeah. actually I didn't mind it because I did like having, like, just how beautiful it is. Yeah. If you've seen pictures of the... Yeah, I've seen it. It's actually season. beautiful. Having that fjord in the morning every single time, it was just beautiful. Mm -hmm. And Norway is just a safe place. Um, so I I really loved it being there. Um, I remember once I, I ended up staying late until like 2 a.m. in the classroom doing <laughs> some art project and I felt so safe walking by myself with like headphones like there it was like I don't want to say a kilometer but maybe half a kilometer wow. to get to the student village but I felt wow, so safe to okay. walk there I think Norway is like less. one of the safest countries as well maybe yes. deep is safest I don't know maybe one of the I don't know yeah was it hard to adapt to the climate Oh yeah, we don't have snow in Guatemala. Yeah, I know. They mm. they do in Norway, but um, there's something that Norwegians said that really stuck with me. That they say that there's not such a thing as what bad weather is. You don't have the proper clothing. Yeah, wow. that's, that's such true. a that's a just a power statement, you know. Like, <laughs> um, so. Um, I got lucky. I got to talk with alumni and they were really helpful and let me know, okay, these things, you need to get them with you. So I was prepared and we also have like something similar to um, the cheek boutique. We also have that. So that was really useful. Wow. Are, are people very different? I think people are. Like Northern Europeans are definitely <laughs> like they have a... I don't know. They're definitely like they have colder temper than like Latino. I'm, I'm, wow. I'm talking about. Um, okay. No. I mean, probably, but they were really nice. They actually had a host family. And when COVID hit, that mm. was my second year in UBC, right? So um, I got stuck in Norway. And the school needed to close for the summer because uh, despite the pandemic, they still need to do all their um, summer maintenance. Mm -hmm. So I actually lived with my host family for a whole month 
And there were some of the nicest people I know. No, I'm just saying stereotypes. But, yeah, not, stereotyping. Not, not but, they're, but they're so kind, though. And a lot of them speak English. So that mm. was an advantage mm. for us. Wow. Interesting. Did you get to learn um, the Norwegian? Like the... I try. I'm not going to lie. I try. Um, and I could understand it more I could ever speak it. Mm. I remember my host that we sometimes forget he was talking to me and he would just start speaking Norwegian. But I will understand what he said. Mm. And he after he will be like, oh, I'm sorry, but you got it. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not going to talk. Um, <laughs> funny enough, though, there's a lot of words that were easy for me to understand uh -huh. in Norwegian because they might be similar to Spanish, which was okay. interesting, but I survived. <laughs> Don't know the language, but I survived. Oh. Wow, that's interesting. What about Guatemala? I read so many fun facts about it. I mean... Are you live in Guatemala City? No, I don't. Um, so, I live in the... Close to the Pacific Coast. Mm -hmm. It's like three, three and a half hours when there's no traffic and everything is good with the road um, from the capital. Mm -hmm. So it's this mid-side growing city. Um, it's funny because now when I go home, I feel like every single time it's just so much different as really? what it used to be. Yes, it has changed a lot. Um, but so, yeah, I'm from that area. I, but I did live in this city for two years when I was mm -hmm. studying the American school. Um, that was a whole different thing too. But Guatemala itself is really pretty. Um, as many countries, we still a lot have a lot of things to change and to improve. But it's really pretty. And if you ever can go to like the Mayan, uh, yeah, it's like UNESCO areas. heritage, right? Yes. Wasn't it like one of the seven wonders? Like, I don't know. Okay, like uh, don't. Seven Wonders of the World. I don't. I haven't fact checked, fact checked this, so I don't know. But all like you know, they had like different modern Seven Wonders, or like maybe it's, it's still uh, one of the Seven Wonders. But I don't know. I know like um, is that the Mayan like. Um, we don't have one, but a uh, Mayan one is on the list. But it's uh, in Mexico. Uh, I think it's Chichen Itza. Oh, okay. We have Tikal though, and Tikal is right now wow. as as we know it is yeah. the biggest Mayan city. Um, but again, it's pretty, it's surprising how mm -hmm. buildings that are over 4,000 years old can stand an earthquake, but not the modern buildings. Because okay. every time we have an earthquake, they are in intact, they're good. Wow. Some technology stuff that Apparently. we can't figure out. I'm fact-checking it. Fact-checking <laughs> It's saying seven new wonders of the world. Did it change? I don't know. I when I was little, like I studied. I mean, I read about like different new ones and the old ones. Like, well, yeah. I don't know. I as what I've I've seen about Guatemala, it it looks pretty cool. But the reason I should go there is because coffee. Coffee. <laughs> Yeah, it's. Okay. I think in many countries in the world and many breweries use Guatemalan coffee. Mm -hmm. I know it's famous, and I and I also know it's famous for chocolate. Yeah. I don't know if chocolate is coming from Guatemala, but I know Guatemalan beans, like coffee beans, are very famous. I've actually mm -hmm. had like coffee like from Guatemalan beans. It's actually amazing. Yeah, I mean we are 
on the top uh, coffees producer in the world, like wow. quality wise, and it's really really good. And it will depends where which area you're getting, but a lot of what get exported to other countries from come from these regions that are on the like on the bottom of the vol volcanoes, mm -hmm. so that give it gives it a different taste. Oh, so those are some of the regions that have the most reputation, but it's really good, really recommended. It's one of the things is always on my suitcase when I come back from back is home. Oh. Yeah, I always so bring. Are you like a coffee. big coffee drinker? <laughs> oh yeah, oh. um, I can drink coffee and I can go to bed like no wow, because the caffeine in coffee does not do anything to me anymore because <laughs> I grow up with it eating it drinking it all the time yeah um, exactly. actually if you see me on campus with that blue, blue um, <laughs> like bottle uh -huh. that's coffee that's okay. my coffee just, mug all morning so you drink coffee more than water itself <laughs> no I don't <laughs> drink water exaggerated you know <laughs> no but sometimes I might drink more coffee than okay. water which is not healthy don't do it <laughs> I mean, I do the same. Back home, we drink. Back home, I drink like six to seven cups of, like the Middle Eastern coffee, every day. And when I came here, I got used to espresso, but I still drink like my Armenian coffee. We call it Armenian coffee, but beans are coming from somewhere in, like Colombia <laughs> or Guatemala, probably right. Everyone is like a Turkish coffee. Armenian. Like what the hell is Turkish coffee? The beans are not growing in Turkey. I just don't understand. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, by the way, like, since you said uh, something about volcanoes, like, you guys have, like, volcanoes, like, um... Active volcanoes? Oh, yeah. Uh, we actually have, is it, like, 37 volcanoes What? in, like, this little tiny What? country in the, in the Pacific? Um, and three of them are active volcanoes. Um, the reason we have that many is because we are in the circle fire of the Pacific, Uh, so okay. if you don't know, the secret fire is this area that is where the tectonic plates meet. Oh, kind of so that creates the volcanoes. Um, I have seen some of them going up. Oh. There's one that goes every single day uh, between 7 and 8 p.m. Uh, no, actually I am. I'm lying. It's 8 a.m. Uh, but I have seen two of them erupt. It has been devastating for the people. And it's something that you wonder, how does the air do such okay. things? It's kind of one of those scenes, like, I mean, it's freaking scary, but it's cool to watch from yeah. the far. <laughs> And yes. I know yeah. that you can see lava, like flowing lava on, like, on site in Guatemala. Yeah. I've read about that. But so I want to ask about your major. So you're doing IPE and business. Yes. Um, are your plans connected to Guatemala? I really might. Um, I I actually am unsure about Guatemala because I'm as many countries. I'm looking at the politics over there. We're gonna have a change of government this Sunday, so in two days. This Sunday. This oh. Sunday, and it had been a whole mess this election. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but it's kind of related. I really would like to work with international organizations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like my top dream will be like actually. UN stuff mm -hmm. um, so but a lot is in like development or even international law because those mm -hmm. are the areas that I really like um, I added business because it's good to know about economics and corporations play a big role on what the world is mm -hmm. and how it functions so that's why I thought it was a good combination yeah 
But I don't know. I mean, what do you think are the major issues in Guatemala? Wow. And what would you what would what would number one thing be if you would have if you would have the power to change it? First, corruption. Um, over the last couple of years, we actually have had a lot of corruption uh, cases. Um, give you an example: uh, our president, two presidents ago, he's in jail. He there was a big problem. He resigned. Next day, he was in jail. Uh, that's the level of corruption in Guatemala. Uh, right now, the problem with the election that I was talking about is that the current government is making it impossible and is trying to uh, take the legitimacy out of the current process. So mm -hmm. they actually suspended the party of the president-elect oh. because this guy is really like different of what we have had before. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of people who have hope on him. Um, actually, the polls didn't predict him to win at all. He was wow. expected to be in like 10th place with like 3% of the votes. And then he got 12. Mm -hmm. So it was a huge like bomb. And he actually had already promised changing some stuff that will not be beneficial to higher up. So all right. that's the first thing I would change. Corruption. Yeah. Or general attorney, that woman. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you maybe replace her. Um, he will. I think he will try. He already have already say that. The issue though, or Congress is not making it easier. Oh, I see. So they're changing something to allow her to be in power, even if the president wants to change it. Oh. So that's why I say corruption is a big thing. Yeah, I see. I know that you've been in MUN ever since you came to COPY. Or Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't call my freshman year because I was actually not that involved, especially because it was online, the conferences. So, Do you like UN? Do you like MUN? I do love it. Okay, this is a funny story. When I did Modern UN in UBC, mm -hmm. hated it. Did <laughs> not like it. Um... Then I came here and actually got into like, oh, I actually do like IP, I like BOE classes, that I was like, okay, I'm going to actually get involved with MUN. And that's how I got to be there. And I've been there since like my sophomore year, really beginning my sophomore year until now, doing it constantly. Do you think UN is doing what they promised to do? <laughs> oh my, okay. <laughs> the UN... There has a lot of, it has a lot of flaws, um, a lot of problems about how diplomacy works in reality rather than in um, what people would expect from it. It has a lot of things that they need to change, especially with, with bureaucracy. Um, but if you ask me, has it been worth it? Yes. Um, there are programs that have success, success mm -hmm. in, in the world, um, but of course they have failures. And some, I think sometimes people focus a lot on the failures, mm -hmm. um, but they forget to think about the good things that they do. Well, I mean, for me, it's a question whether there are more good things than bad things that the UN does. I think that's fair. I think I never, if I have to quantify it, I don't know how to do it. Um, but I believe that 
there's something even a little bit that can prevent stuff. Would yeah. be worth it, but <laughs> who knows? Maybe we've been in the same UN class, so I always say absolutist things, but it's fine. I hope. I mean, I'm really not positive about not only UN but the world overall. Um, and I think I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll end up working in UN too. <laughs> Yeah. I'm doing IP as well. So. I mean, UN is way more than just the main ones that everybody talks about because they have a lot of programs um, like the UNESCO, yeah, I know. FAO, UNICEF. So there is way more than just what people see in the news, like the Security Council and all that. So it's bigger than it seems. I hope they do good. I hope they do what they promised to do. I hope so, too. But, I mean, it always comes from the people who are involved in it. So, I believe that with our generation, there is going to be better things coming. <laughs> Once we wow. graduate and start working for <laughs> this kind of organizations. Yeah. Yeah. interesting you want to talk about your future plans after graduation yeah go for it okay so um at first i wanted to go directly to grad school right now i'm actually leaning more and doing opt first um just because yeah um grad school that's when i'm still i'm applying because i'm still applying just so mm-hmm. I can start doing it and taking practice um, and applying to development development focus programs. But now I'm really highly considering international law um, because Dr. Coledo really started being like, have you think about it? He made mm. me think about it. And I actually being like, well, this is something I actually would like to do um, because I really, really enjoy the class I have with him about international law. With Dr. Coledo? Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to take that class. It's uh, one of the like, fun ones. Do you have any uh, specific uh, grad school in mind or like just browsing still? I'm browsing, but I don't have one that I've been like, okay, that program. Because the thing is, I don't want to go into academia. I want to go into practical work. Okay. Um. So there's a different kind of programs, oh. the programs you might be looking when you're looking at that. Mm-hmm. So um, Notre Dame has one mm. University of Notre Dame has one that is really about practical. Here's my issue. They don't recommend you to apply as a recent grad. They hope you will wait at least one or two years Mm -hmm. for you to apply. So you have some experience in the field and they know you're committed with the work. Okay. They want you to kind of have like the experience in the maybe in industry or like the field Mm -hmm. first. Okay. Yeah, and that's a problem with a lot of grad school in this area that they ask you for experience. So now you cannot even just go to study without experience, which is interesting. Well, I mean, I kind of understand because jumping to grad school right after bachelor's is, I don't know, unless you're not like a medical student or something, (laughs) why are you doing it right after? I know that for internationals, it may be harder because um, what are you going to do after OPT? Like, 
regarding visa and stuff like that. But at the same time, I understand why they would want you to have like real experience. Um, because that's, that's like knowing that you actually want to do grad school in that specific field. How are you going to know if you don't do that in practice, actually? Yeah, that's true. That's actually why I was like, okay, probably OPT yeah. is one of the ones I should be focusing to. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm not just focusing on the U.S. Um, it has never been my goal to stay here. So, wow. um, like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually did not consider U.S. was not my first choice when thinking, when thinking about college. Okay. Um, but when we got into the pandemic, I was like, okay, U.S. would be. Yeah. Um, kind of circumstances like change and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Also, my mom, after the pandemic, kind of, she really wanted me to be closer to home. Um, so I'm still my couple hundred miles away, but at mm-hmm. least I'm in the same continent. Oh, wait, what's the, like, flight hours, like, uh, how... For Guatemala? Yeah. I think it takes, like, seven hours. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, that would be lucky. Um, oh, really? Because wow. it will depend. Uh, I think, like, if you are on one, f- uh, almost direct fly, because um, you need to do a connection, no matter what. Actually? Oh. Yeah. Um, there's no direct flight. Oh, okay. Fly from here to Guatemala. So you have to go one to the big airport. I usually do like Dallas to Guatemala, so that will be okay. two planes. Okay. It's like three, four hours each. Mm. But the time in the airport, that like changed. just like layovers, like mm-hmm. that's what that's what's making it like I didn't taking so much time. Otherwise, like actual flight hours, I think like is it is it how 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 long is like actual flight hours without layovers? Without layovers, it can be. Like eight, nine hours, okay. depending Not again bad. which bad. airport you're going. Unless you do what I did, that you book mm. your ticket too late, so you have to take one that takes forever yeah. mm. to get home. I took 24 hours. What? Yeah, 24 hours to get home from here to Guatemala. <laughs> That's it's never doing it again. It's crazy. Wow. It takes me half of that to get to Armenia, which is like crossing the ocean. <laughs> that I was with what usually took me to go from Guatemala to Norway. <laughs> so I also was like what I was thinking when I was waiting in the Miami airport, like at 5 a.m. I was like, why did I do this to myself? Yeah. Wow. Just, God. It's an interesting 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wanted to ask, like, um, I mean, you know, the situation in on campus, like, uh, with OPT and stuff. College has been trying to, like, uh, give some resolutions on, like, for issues. Like, what's your opinion on that? I mean, you, maybe you can explain the situation of what happened and also, like, you know, to, for listeners. I mean, I don't have a fair... Mm. like the big picture as everybody because we haven't had that communication like really yeah, direct yeah. communication that has been something that has been missing um so probably that was my first thought when everything started i think you were in that meeting yeah my first thought was why didn't you tell us earlier why exactly. wait until now that's when most of us find out about it so i think if they have just been a little bit more clear send a good email about it i'll be happy with that yeah. um but technically i think they're coming with an option like kind of a solution um just 
there will be a lot of more kind of requirements that you have to follow in order to stay for like a couple of weeks on campus after yeah, graduation. Yeah. Um, but still, I think we are not even clear yet exactly. Yeah, uh, so know, it's, so. it's on the way to see exactly what's the resolution they get to. But honestly, that's one of the reasons we are trying to do these workshops with CDI. Yeah. Because Just to be safe, you know, like it's having people. a lot of information, and even if they do extend the time to what it used to be, it's like, well, you still need to find an know how to find an apartment. Yeah, you will still need yeah. a credit score. So, I think, yeah, to for listeners, like to give you some context, I think, I mean, you might remember, like, uh, even from last episode, uh, Cebu also kind of uh, pointed out this situation, and like, it's kind of like for our seniors, like, um. So recently, school decided to like uh, kind of not give them accommodations after you know gra- post graduation and stuff. I mean, the school used to uh, give kind of uh, accommodations or like you know the the seniors could um, kind of uh, stay on campus for how long though it used to be. Uh, I mean, I don't know because again, it, like, it it was at some point a month they month, they cut yeah. it in half, yeah. then in half so. Yeah, it's just, but it's cool recently for this year, for for our seniors, they decided like, no, you know, seniors, they had to like get the hell out of campus right after they graduated and stuff. And our seniors had been like uh, working on it and like, you know, they presented their issues and like, yeah, we have gotten some uh, like solutions from college administration and I just, yeah, we still figuring out that situation and like, but yeah, I mean, Lorna had been like one of the like uh, people like who kind of raised their voice on that, and yeah, just let's see what's gonna happen, and yeah, we'll see. We we'll keep you updated. Yeah, anything, Shanik? No, thank you so much. It was an interesting talk. I yeah. learned a lot about Guatemala. <laughs> yeah. I learned a lot about CDI structure, you know. <laughs> Good. Thank you both for having me. Of course, of course. Actually, you know, so we wanted to like kind of uh, invite people who's like making an impact on campus, and you're like one of the people who came to my mind. And uh, yeah, I just I'm glad to have you here, just you know, to talk about CDI and talk about Godmala, talk about. Volcanoes. <laughs> I, I really like volcanoes, like uh, learning about them. But uh, and um, yeah, your hobbies. Uh, yeah, just interesting. And uh, so usually one of the traditions we have is like uh, we kind of say, I don't know, we say bye in the language they prefer. Like our guests could like say mm-hmm. bye in a or just wish goodbye in a language they prefer or however you want it. Okay. You want to go for it? Okay. Adios. <laughs> Simple as that. Yep. Okay, people. Uh, you heard that. See you in the next one. Yeah.